Unbound Theatre presents The Chronicles of Professor Chronomian Temper and Temporality Written by Dario Knight and performed by Erica Sanderson Chapter 6. The House My dear Cassandra, I should be appreciative if, for the next few weeks at least, you might use the above address for your letters. I find myself in residence at Wickfield Park for a prolonged period at the insistence of Mr Rivers. Young Grace Blackstone is quite well after her misfortunate accident on the main road. Such screaming all over a twisted ankle... It serves the foolish girl right for cavorting about off the pathway. Mr Rivers has been a most conscientious host and has also taken in young Miss Astrid, the waif I had twice encountered prior to Miss Blackstone's accident. She claims to have no home and offers no information as to her background. Furthermore, she disappears for weeks on end without an explanation as to where she's been. Mr Rivers insists he shall care for her until we can find a suitable plan to ensure her safety. She seems most interested in me, though I cannot understand why. Indeed, she claims not to know the source of her curiosity herself, and asks me all manner of searching biographical questions on some kind of instinct. Blimey, you writing another letter? Astrid interrupted. You're at that desk all hours of the day and night. It is a refuge of contemplation and privacy, Miss Astrid, Jane chided. To intrude might be considered. Don't this house give you the shiver in what's-its? Astrid continued, looking around the high-ceilinged room Jane had been staying in. As a matter of fact, no. It reminds me of... of... of my own home, before I moved to the cottage. Have a name, this old place of yours? Astrid frowned. Yes, it... it was called... Langley Hall, came a warm voice from the doorway. Mr. Rivers stood in an immaculate dark brown suit, complete with a pair of riding boots and a long overcoat. "'Where are you off to, then?' Astrid inquired. "'Halfway across the country, dear girl,' he replied. "'I've an old acquaintance with connections to a convent who might be able to take you in. Can't stay here forever, you know. I shall see you in a day's time, Mrs. Camberwell.' "'Call me Jane, please, Mr. Rivers.' "'Dear Jane,' he took her hand in his, then turned on his heel and strode away. "'Wouldn't want to spend me life in this place,' Astrid huffed. "'Something odd about it. And him. "'Mr Rivers has been extremely charitable to you, young girl. "'You should do well to show him some gratitude. "'Now hurry along. "'I have a letter to finish which you shall take to the postmaster this afternoon.' With that, Jane turned back to her desk and Astrid stuck out her tongue. "'Astrid,' she called without looking up. "'Don't do that.' Wickfield Park was a curious country house. It was warm and dry, but to Astrid it had no homeliness. Everything was too neat and too sparse. The servants glided around in near silence, and no visitors ever came to the door, despite Mr Rivers having continual engagements which took him away from the house. The time he was at home was spent mostly with Mrs Camberwell, taking long walks in the garden. Astrid thumped down the main staircase and looked across at a portrait hanging above a fireplace. It showed Mr Rivers and a fair-haired lady she presumed to be his wife, or presumably former wife, 
as there was no sign of another occupant in the house. Where was she? Astrid wondered. Rivers had never spoken of marriage. She let herself out through the main door, but stopped in her tracks a few feet from the threshold. Before her lay another thick blanket of silver fog. Hello, you, she said in a hushed tone. What you got for me now, then? It had been three days since the last mistfall. They descended suddenly, and Astrid had long since learnt not to run away from them. She instinctively took the chronometer from her pocket and looked at it. Still 1804. The jumps had been getting smaller, and it had been some time since the dials had shifted. You're after something, ain't you? she asked of the fog. And you're getting close to it, I reckon. Come on, in. What next? She pocketed the chronometer and stepped through the fog. She was in the garden. There were Rivers and Mrs Camberwell strolling arm in arm. The old battle-axe had softened since the day the witless girl from the village had slipped on the wet grass and hurt herself. Rivers had coaxed a kindness out of his guest, and she appeared more at ease since arriving at his home. So why did Astrid not trust him? She looked at the chronometer. 1804. Three years had passed in little more than a week, or so she guessed, since the fog never delivered her to the same time of day in which she'd departed. As Rivers and Mrs Camberwell turned and walked out of sight, Bates the gardener trundled his wheelbarrow into view. Of all the Wickfield staff, he had proven the most talkative, in return for some help pulling up the weeds from the flower beds. Quite the happy couple, them two, Astrid said in greeting, automatically reaching into the barrow and taking up a trowel to help with the digging. Most I've heard him talk in months, Bates replied, doffing his sun hat in thanks for the help. What happened to his wife, then? Astrid called, now crouched on the ground. You ask too many questions, young girl. You don't give enough answers, old man. Mrs Rivers passed away. Must be three years back now. Some fever on the brain, they reckoned. Nasty business. No cure. Had to sell the furniture to pay the doctors, I bet, Astrid ventured. What makes you say that? Well, there's barely anything in the house, is there? Just the essentials. There was a fire, if you must know. That was two months before Mrs Rivers passed. Bates grunted as he plunged his fork into the ground. Astrid stopped digging. Something in her mind was itching. Bet that was a fright. Before my time. How long you been here then, Bates? Uh, some eighteen months now, I reckon. The itch grew bigger. Astrid stood and walked over to Bates. Didn't know his other half, then? None of the staff did. We were all employed after Mrs Rivers died. Astrid looked up at the house. A fire that cleared the house, and a wife nobody had laid eyes upon. No furnishings and no friends. Rivers was hiding something. She knew it. Like her in the silver fog, he didn't belong here. Chronicles of Professor Cronomio, Temper and Temporality, an Unbound Theatre production, written by Dario Knight and performed by Erica Sanderson, with music by Kevin MacLeod. Music